Hey, welcome to Get to Know an Average Joe. Because sometimes when you stop to ask a few questions, you learn incredible things about people. I don't suffer fools, but I, have prob- I was probably a bit softer after doing the yoga course and thinking, you still need to be strong, you still need to be business-minded and inside and outside of work, but actually I think about things. I'm your host, Dodie Axelson. Reach me at Dodiax on Twitter and let me know what you think of these conversations. And let's get to know an average Joe. We are sitting in the uh, living room on the comfy sofa in Dubai with Becky Amy. Hi, Becky. Hello. What brought you to Dubai? I came here for a new job, for a promotion to head up the agency here in Dubai. And this is the event agency, Jack Morton. You started life in the UK, yes? Yes, I did. Yes, I studied in the UK and I went to university in Cardiff and I studied French and German, which meant that my year three was in France and Germany. So I've always loved cultures, different nationalities, speaking languages. So I always actually thought that I would move abroad and would work abroad somewhere. It just, yeah. So how do you like the French and German here in Dubai? Is that useful? Uh, Not so much. French is useful because there's a big Lebanese contingent here. German, not so much, although I am now working with a German client. So that does mean that I use my German there. Yes, Porsche. Yeah. And how is your Arabic coming along? At the moment, not so good. The desire is strong, but just the time to actually learn hasn't happened yet. But I am going to be taking classes over Ramadan when we go to Ramadan hours. Because actually working practices, you do shorter hours during Ramadan, which means that that's a good time to take up tasks and hobbies. What do you think started you on the desire to learn different languages and speak so many of them? I don't know. I went to a school that was streamed on languages and I found that I had a natural ability for languages, not so for sciences. Um, <laughs> not one of those people that has the brain for both. And yeah, I just loved learning languages, loved going to different countries, um, finding out about different people, and then ended up speaking French, German, and Spanish, and English. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. And this natural ability, does anybody else in your family have it? Is it something that you inherited, or what was growing up like? Uh, I don't know. I always think... I always tell people sometimes that I'm a bit French because of Amy, but it's not spelt in a French way at all. So I think that's just me making it up. I don't know. I think one of my aunts actually may well have had an interest in um, languages. And I am, my grandmother's mum was Polish. I don't know whether that, that means anything. I don't know. So when will you start learning Polish? I have thought about it, yes. But nobody in the family speaks Polish, yeah. <laughs> So you're here in Dubai, you're running the agency, Jack Morton, here. This is your first uh, directorship of, a, of an agency. What is leadership like for you? What do you think are the most important qualities to have as a leader? Okay, so for me, um, important qualities for a leader are to be very clear and to communicate well with the team, to show the team that uh, you are also hands-on, and that it's not as if you're asking them to do tasks that you wouldn't do yourself. We were talking earlier about differences from being an account manager and then lifting and becoming the managing director. So what are those differences? So there's quite a lot of similarities, actually, because it's still the same as managing a team, resourcing a team. Um, Again, having good communication. And I 
I actually think from a leadership point of view, for me, the communication is the most important thing because if you're not communicating well with your team, nobody knows what they're doing, nobody has any structure, and they just don't know what they're all trying to achieve. So that's the main thing from a leadership point of view, back to your original question. Mm -hmm. um, the differences from an account role to a managing director role, a lot of similarities. I guess just some tougher decisions need to be made as a managing director because ultimately you are responsible. Um, I know when I first arrived, I, yeah, I not that I found it hard, but I just, I would come into the office some days and thinking, you're running this office, the buck stops with you, which is not something that I'd had before because there was always somebody, even if it was another CEO or a managing director over me. Right. But then just thinking, okay, this is fine. I'm just going to do it in the way that I think this should be done. So you quite liked that stress. I, I did, yeah. And I also thought, actually, it, if I don't build it up into something, then it isn't anything and it's, it's working and I've got a good team and I've got good support from above and below. So how do you foster your own leadership? So that's, these are some qualities that you see as important. I'm sure you're already starting to do that. But what do you, what do you have in mind for yourself to develop as a leader? Gosh, looking at, I guess, other people within, uh, in, within the wider company to see how they manage teams and either thinking they're doing it well or not so. Um, do you mean like training courses or? I mean, like, what do you think is important to, for you to become a better leader? Are you a reader on this? Do you study? So, yeah, so I have, um, I've got various books that I have in terms of uh, the Lean In book. You really like that. You like that. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I just, I'm very interested when I go and watch people speak, in particular, strong female, um, not mentors, because I don't feel like I've had a strong female mentor in my career. Uh, I did actually, in my very first job that I had, a very, very strong woman. I don't know whether that's molded me into being this way. But I, I like um, going to see other women speak and just thinking, okay, their way is a certain way you don't have to pretend to be a, a man you need to do it in your own way and I I've never actually had anybody within the team ever have a problem with the fact that I'm female whereas I thought coming to this region I might have some difficulties in that way and I haven't had any in any government meetings I've gone to any corporate client meetings not at all so in terms of being a good leader I think being a good leader is also outside of work having a better work-life balance to be able to not go into work and be stressed and to be able to give the team what they need on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, what is your passion outside of work? My passion is yoga and I am a trained Ashtanga yoga teacher and I took a course in Koh Samui about two years ago for a month. I took a month off work. I love yoga. It, I love it when I practice. It isn't just a physical practice. It's a way of, without being too hippie about it, it's a way of life. It's a way of being. It's and a lot of that actually comes into me as a managing director and me as a leader in terms of how I treat the team, how I would want myself to be treated. And just, um, yeah, thinking compassionately about people and where they might be at in their life. But also with a strong business acumen and sense. I'm not a pushover. How did that month change you? It made me think differently about things that I might do or say. And so now if there is something a thought that comes to mind I try to think about if it is a kind thought and whether it's something that is beneficial to be shared with people or whether I should just keep it to myself so I guess that's in a not that I was a massive gossip before but 
that made me think about having in in when we teach yoga and at the end of when I teach classes I always say thank you and that people should have kind thoughts kind words and kind actions and that's what yoga changed me in that month yes you were a student of yoga and maybe a little stressed out and maybe said too much yeah not not said too much but didn't really I've always if I've had something to say would without would would say it I don't suffer fools but I I was probably a bit softer after doing the yoga course and thinking you still need to be strong you still need to be business minded and inside and outside of work but actually think sometimes about some of the things that you might say or contribute that's in everybody's life you know when somebody would comment on Facebook or something like that and I'd think was that really needed actually that's really bitchy and I was never like that but um, just even more so now I, I think about things yeah your life as an expat in Dubai what is it like being a British woman leading a company in Dubai? I, do, I mean, one of the reasons for taking the job was uh, the challenge. I like a challenge. And I, I was a bit concerned about coming to this region for that reason, because a lot of people said that I, I like to have an opinion and to have a say. And that would be a problem if I had to sit at the back of the room. And that has not happened here at all. Maybe that would happen in Saudi. But that hasn't happened here at all. Um, I haven't had any problems at all in any meeting, anybody having an issue with me leading the company. And some people have said that actually Western women who have come here who have a certain, I don't know, a certain education or have achieved a certain standard in the company are very much respected by locals and by other leaders within the company. So I haven't encountered any problems at all. I thought I would, but I haven't yet. All your opinions, they come out and they're kind and they are received well. <laughs> they are received well. <laughs> they're said in a very judged way, yes. Or, yes, balanced way, yeah. What about uh, socially? Do you find that socially it's difficult to be a British woman living in Dubai? No, I, I don't. I would say that being here, I am much more sociable than I was back home. Why? Because uh, back home, I lived about an hour and a half away from the office and I had quite a big commute and I would go to work. I'd do yoga or I might see some friends. Whereas here, everything is on your doorstep. It's forced me to be more sociable. I can be quite introverted at times and I have to be forced to want to go out rather than to come home and put my tracksuit bottoms on. Um, yeah, it's just there's just so much going on. You get... You can uh, do yoga on the beach. You can do yoga on the beach. You get um, bands coming here. You get artists. You get festivals. You get art. You get literature it all everything comes here and it's like just an epicenter of activity it's difficult to to be able to stay in because there is so much going on but you said you can be quite introverted at times I think that you are an introvert mm. yes. no I am I am an introvert yes you're right yeah through and through <laughs> okay that's really interesting I think that too and other people don't think that Whereas I think, because obviously from a business point of view, or when they see me in a work capacity, they they think that I'm quite strong and I'm confident. But you can be introvert and still be confident. Yeah. So this microphone in your face is really horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike you, I don't like going up on stage and doing like pieces to camera. <laughs> okay, then we can end it. Thank you very much, Becky. Pleasure. Thank you, Dodie. <laughs> That's a short chat with introvert Becky Amy. Be sure to let me know at Dodiax on Twitter 
what you think of Get to Know an Average Joe. Next time, we'll meet Thomas, multicultural, but never far from his French roots. I became accustomed to shifting between two worlds. One was home and the French school, where the language, the culture, the values, the what we do and what we don't do was one reality. And then there is the world at large. And now, if you'll excuse me, 